Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But first, let me tell you fellas and girls about the dream I had last night. Boy, oh boy, was it a riot. I dreamed I was just pulling up to a stop in front of my house when I heard a mysterious voice. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Home at last. Gee, I hope supper's ready. Hey, Don. Huh? Oh, Don. Help me. Help me. Who, who said that? Who, who called my name? It was me, Don. I'm your car. Won't you help me? All you do is drive me around. You hardly pay any attention to me anymore. I've been a good little car. Won't you help me? Hey, what is this? I didn't know my car could talk. I know. It's because you never listened to me. But please, Mr. Gordon, I need your help. I'm so winter-weary, I can hardly drag my wheels around. My oil is all winter-worn and thin as skim milk. I think maybe I'm anemic. Well, I had no idea it was so serious. Come on, car. We're dashing right over to the Skelly service station. Oh, there it is. Turn right in here, boss. Okay. Well, here we are. Hi there, Skelly. Good evening, Mr. Gordon. Oh, oh, quick. Somebody do something. Oh. Serious case, Doc. Serious case. Winter oh. prostration, I think. I know. It's that old winter war north. We'll take it out and give him a few cans of Skelly Tagley. Good. Now can I tagle him? I'll open this can for him. Ah, uh, that's the stuff. Pour it right down in. Oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Mm. Oh, more, more. Give him another quart, Skelly. Okay. It's almost full now. There you are. Plum full of summer weight tagaline motor oil. I guess that'll help. Oh, I'll say. I'll say. Boy, oh boy, I'm a new vehicle. Hop in, Don. We're going, pleasure. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Let's prance down the main drag and strut our stuff. Eh, Don? Sure. Say, you sure did things for that old winter weariness, Skelly. I'll tell you what. We'll be back tonight, and you can finish that summer-ready job. I think the old boy still needs some good summer lubrication in his joints. Oh, don't you worry, Skelly. I'll bring him back. That Skelly Tagaline is sure great stuff. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yes, sir, so that was my dream, fellows and girls. Wasn't it a scream? But say... Just remember, if your family car could talk, that's probably just about what it would tell you. Because it really is time to have the car made ready for warmer weather. Now, you tell Dad about this, won't you? And tell him to drive in to your Skelly service station for an oil change and a lubrication job that will be like a spring tonic to that winter-weary family car. And now to Captain Midnight. Only 30 hours remain before Ivan Shark's offer of safety for Chuck Ramsey expires. If Captain Midnight does not agree to Ivan Shark's dishonorable, dishonorable terms by 12 o'clock tomorrow night, Chuck Ramsey and Frank Crane will disappear forever. 
Chuck, however, does not know that Ivan Shark has set this time limit. Today, we find the master criminal addressing his servant, Fang, with Chuck Ramsey before him. Listen. That will do, Fang. You will stand outside the door until I signal for you. Yes, master. Well, my dear Ramsey, you have taken your detention with a remarkable amount of composure. But perhaps you will not be so composed after I have given you some news. What is the news, Shark? From the way you speak, I guess it must be bad news. Most men would take it as bad news, Ramsey. At least the average man would think so when he is told that the chances of his living more than 30 hours are very slim. So that's it, is it? Yes, Ramsey, that is it. It is with some regret that I have to announce that I have given Captain Midnight an ultimatum. He must agree to my terms by midnight tomorrow night, or I will be forced to liquidate you and young Crane. Well, I haven't heard that term used very often, but I understand what you mean. This announcement does not disturb you? No. It's nothing more than I could expect from you. Such composure is remarkable, Ramsey. Remarkable indeed. But it is only a front, I am sure. Bravado, Ramsey. That's all it is. You must be quaking inside. Well, regardless of what it is, I think you should give Captain Midnight more time to come to a decision. That's where you're wrong, Ramsey. It is never safe to give Captain Midnight too much time. Captain Midnight does not deceive me in the least. He is merely stalling while he makes a vain attempt to rescue you. But I am not going to give him too much time because he has done some very remarkable things in the past. As soon as he discovers, which will be by tomorrow night, that all his efforts are useless, he will agree to my terms. If you're sure of that, then Frank Crane and I have nothing to worry about. It is a strange thing, Ramsey. I feel certain of it. And yet, there's a doubt lingering in my mind. That is why I've set the time limit for tomorrow night. We might as well get this over with quickly. Didn't I hear you promise Captain Midnight that I could talk to him again tonight? Huh? Your ears are very keen, Ramsey. But yes, you are right. I did give Captain Midnight that promise. He pretends that it is necessary for him to be sure you are still alive. But I would advise you to do this, Ramsey. If you value your life and that of young Crane, you had better persuade Captain Midnight to agree to my terms. If not, well... You know what to expect. Yes, I do. But I don't think you'll be disappointed when you hear what I say to Captain Midnight. I'm beginning to think that you are very sensible, Ramsey. And I am sure I will not be disappointed. But I warn you, Ramsey, do not attempt to give any information to Captain Midnight. If you do, the last thing Captain Midnight will hear is a pistol shot. You understand? Yes, I understand. <laughs> Very good. I will signal Fang and he will take you back to your room. But remember, Ramsey, my offer must be accepted by Captain Midnight within 30 hours. Yes, Master? I wish to speak to Gardo, Fang. And you will take Ramsey here back to his room. Gardo is waiting to see you now, Master. You all come in, Garo. Okay, Fang. You'll follow me, Ramsey. Well, what do you have, Chief? We must arrange about tonight's radio conversation with Captain Midnight, Garo. Uh, which way will I fly this time? Well, I had intended to fly north, Garo. 
But inasmuch as I have set the time limit for tomorrow night, I do not believe it makes much difference. Uh, no, no, Chief, it ain't gonna make any difference. Uh, why don't we go back to the first place we talked from? Uh, that sure ought to cross up Captain Midnight. Ah, excellent, Gardo, excellent. <laughs> Captain Midnight won't know what to make of that, I'm sure. Very good, then. You will have the plane ready for a takeoff at 11 o'clock. We must be in the air by 11.15. Yeah. Uh, are you going to take Chuck Ramsey along? Yes. Captain Midnight insists on hearing his voice just to be convinced the boy is still alive. Hey, uh, ain't there something phony about that, Chief? Huh? Captain Midnight knows you ain't going to put Ramsey out of the way until he turns down your proposition. Say... Maybe they got some kind of a way of sending secret messages back and forth, huh? Ah, ridiculous, Gardo. I have listened to every word spoken by Ramsey and Captain Midnight. And I know too much about code messages to be fooled by them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. And, uh, anyway, they've only been able to say a few words. Very good, then, Gardo. Have the plane ready at 11 o'clock. Okay, Chief. <laughs> In the meantime, Captain Midnight and his group have been held up by a bad storm in returning to their base at Reddington. It is night, and Steve and Patsy Donovan are sitting in the cabin of the Spartan talking things over. Let's listen as Patsy says. I'm worried, Steve. Honestly, I am. That storm delayed us over eight hours, and here it is almost nine o'clock, and Captain Midnight hasn't returned yet. But he's only been gone an hour, Patsy. Maybe it was hard to locate the commissioner of police this time of the evening. Yes, I guess maybe you're right. Certainly hope so. Oh, here comes Captain Midnight now. Oh, yeah. Hi, Captain Midnight. Hi, Captain. How'd you make out? Well, I had some trouble finding the commissioner, Patsy, but after I did and told him my story, he said his whole organization was at my service. Well, that sounds good, doesn't it? All right, now here's the plan. The commissioner, Markham's his name, is arranging to have every available plane in the air to help us. And uh, while I was in his office, he called the manager of Arctic Airways, who promised to put every plane his company owns at our disposal, too. Gee, isn't that swell? Uh Uh-huh. Now, how soon are the planes going to get started? Some of them will get started tonight. That is, in just a little while. They're going to cover the territory which I have marked as most important. That is, the region between the two points from which Ivan Shark transmitted his radio messages. Oh, that's swell. There's one thing we've got to be mighty careful of. Yeah, what's that, Steve? Well, there isn't much doubt about Ivan Shark's hideout being very well hidden. It'll probably be possible for a plane to fly over it and never see it. Naturally, Shark won't have any lights burning. But if planes do fly over him, he may get scared and, well... Yes, you... I know what you mean, Steve. But our safety lies in the fact that Shark thinks I'm 2,000 miles from here at Ridgeville Airport. Anyway, the time limit's up tomorrow night at 12 o'clock. Say, uh, I just thought of something else, Captain Midnight. Yeah? What's to prevent Ivan Shark from listening to our radio conversation? Well, that's been taken care of as well as possible, Steve. The commissioner's office is to be the clearinghouse for all radio messages. Every plane that takes off on the search is to be designated by a number in the order of their first takeoff. Now, for instance, we'll be the first one off, so we'll be called plane number one. And no pilot will ever mention names or any other information that would tend to make Shark suspicious. Only numbers and locations will be used. Oh, I see. That ought to work swell. Oh, gosh, now wait a minute. I've just thought of something else. No, what? We have reason to believe Shark is transmitting his messages from his plane. That's right, Steve. But uh, how about the listening posts? Ivan Shark is going to talk again tonight at 12 o'clock. Maybe And that, Tensy, is the most important thing of all. Commissioner Markham has arranged for several listening posts to check on Ivan Shark at 12 o'clock. It may be possible to find out exactly where he is. All right, Steve. We're all ready to take off now. All right. Say, which way are we going to fly? Well, we're going to head for that first position. 
the one from which Ivan Shark talked the first time. Then, from there, we'll head straight west and fly over the other two positions. We'll see what we can find out. Well, swell. I'll run and get the engine started right away. Okay. And Steve, be sure and warm it up well now. Right. Well, Patsy, you better run and get Pinky and Slim. By the time they get here, we'll be ready to take off. I'll have them back in a couple of minutes. Well, events are approaching a dramatic climax. At 12 o'clock, Ivan Shark is going to the point from which he made his first radio broadcast to Captain Midnight, and Captain Midnight is heading that way also. Will the two planes meet in the air? Don't miss the conclusion of the thrilling search for Chuck Ramsey. Listen to Captain Midnight. Say, some time ago, you'll remember, we had a dad's night on this program for fathers of flight patrol members. Well, it was so popular that we've decided to have another on our next program. So remember, all you fellas and girls, have your dads listen in with you to the next adventure of Captain Midnight. Now, Friday is Dad's Night on this program. Don't forget, will you? Because we're going to have a special message for the fathers of Flight Patrol members Friday night. So you tell Dad to be sure and be with you at your radio when Captain Midnight next comes on the air. So don't you forget to tune in again Friday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Can Chuck give a final secret message over Ivan Shark's radio while talking to Captain Midnight? Can Captain Midnight outwit the master criminal? Be sure to listen Friday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing!